welcome. Welcome to the 360 Diaspora podcast, where we talk about family, faith, and finance. This show is where we help you build legacy mindset for your family. We uh, continue on our podcast from the last episode. If you didn't join us, please go check it out. This is KG. We're talking about real estate in the most populous city in the continent of Africa, the nerve center of commerce for the most populated country in Africa and no other place than Lagos. So Mr. Jide is back with us, the developer practitioner that is on ground in Lagos practicing real estate. Thank you, thank you, KG. It's good to be back on the program. Right. Uh, hope everybody has had a, a nice uh, time within the past one week. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I said, if you have not listened to the first episode, please go look at it. Go listen to it before you listen to this one. It's packed with information, especially for people in North America. You know, one of the things that I forgot to ask you last week is uh, in the previous episode was you do a lot of development. You have uh, properties that you, uh, communities that you build. Are your buyers, your clients, are they mostly in Nigeria or do you have people that are not in Nigeria? Clearly, I'm one of his clients, so I don't count. So are there other people that are, <laughs> that are not in Nigeria? Okay, so thank you. Um, we get a lot of patronage from Nigerians in diaspora. That is a fact. You know, we get a lot of, in fact, I can say about 40% of our client base, uh, about, about 40% of our client base are Nigerians who live abroad or who work abroad and uh, who just need a second home or they're also planning future relocations or they just want to have some investments back home. So we also get patronage from Nigerians in, uh, who live in Nigeria. Some of them have been clients of the company for the past 10, 15 years. In fact, the real estate business is so interesting because it's something that once you are known for integrity, customers, clients develop with you. So we had people came into the company about 10 years ago to buy just parcels of land in Ofada for 500,000 Naira or thereabout. But today they've gotten a job in mobile and they can afford places like Ilupeju. And in, in a real life scenario, if I had the first client we got in Ilupeju was somebody like that, who started 10 years ago buying uh, small portions of land, but over time the client has grown and also we built relationship. So we get people from all walks of life, uh, expatriates, we have uh, the working class, we have business people. And like I said earlier, we have a lot of customers also outside the country. Okay. And we have corporate, we have corporate uh, customers too, okay. who are companies that are in Nigeria and are looking at uh, uh, I'll say. Okay, for their staff. Yeah. Okay, okay. For their staff, yeah. Okay, just want to put it out there that when you're doing business, you're not just doing with Nigeria, you're doing with people that are outside Nigeria. Thank you for that. So, you know, last yeah. one of the things that we talk about, we talk about estate, that now, what the difference between buying in an estate and not buying in an estate? But one of the things that I'm seeing, I've seen is service and not service estate. What is the difference between when it's an estate is service and not service? Okay, so basically, uh, last week we were, we were discussing about the what makes uh, estate special. 
you know, this idea of everybody naming their settlement estates and what have you. So, and I listed some of those benefits that people derive. So when you now move to the issue of a, an estate being serviced or not serviced. So a service estate means that um, you have a common trust where everybody contributes money. They call it service charge, you know, which can be collected maybe quarterly, annually, or yearly. And these funds are used to maintain uh, the utilities that uh, people use in that estate. For example, the provision of water, the provision of uh, electricity, the provision of uh, telecommunication in some cases, uh, the provision of security, CCTV, the cleaning and waste disposal. So these are some of the fees that a service charge that is being uh, charged in a service estate we take care of. So when you are not looking at estate that are not serviced, what it means is that people have to take care of their utilities by themselves. So you provide your water, you fund your water bill, you fund your waste management bill, you fund your electricity bill, and you also pay an annual due as security fee to the estate association per annum. Another major distinct uh, characteristic of a service estate is that a service estate usually will have a facility manager who is on an annual salary. So in us, in ordinary estates, you won't see, in the common estate, you won't see a facility manager there. So in most cases, those service estates even create an office where the facility manager resumes every day and people go to meet him to lodge their complaint, to get their receipts, to get their payment done, to get their things sorted. So those are just the differences that uh, between those two classes of estates. Okay, service. Okay, 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 okay. All right, so let's talk about Lagos as a whole, Lagos Island, Lagos mainland. Lagos Island, Lagos. What is the difference for people in diaspora? You know, I always say, you, you want, you know, people always say, if you want to go to Nigeria, you need to go to the island, you need to go to the island. But then some people like you say you need to be in mainland. So what is the difference? Well, it depends on the lifestyle of people and also the experience of people uh, usually matter. You know, for people who grew up in Surulere, I have a lot of friends. I have a friend in New York who grew up in Surulere, and every year he comes back to Surulere during Christmas, <laughs> no matter where he is. <laughs> so, so for such a person, to tell him that he should go to, uh, he should go to Ireland to buy a house is going to be difficult because he's, he's had lovely experience about Surulere, and nobody can pull him out of Surulere. So the experience, the childhood experience that people have sometimes influence where they want to buy a property. Then also the lifestyle of people, you know, comparatively, you can say that uh, the island has more recreational centers, has more nightlife, vibrant nightlife, uh, more um, clubs than, uh, than Lagos mainland. Lagos mainland also has a share of this, but not in comparison to Lagos island because of the geographical setting of the Lagos Island. Lagos Island is surrounded by water. Mm -hmm. So by the virtue of the fact that it's surrounded by water, there's access to sea. You have beaches, you have uh, a lot of resorts. So people can actually, so presently, uh, one industry that is really booming on the Lagos Island is the recreational uh, real estate, you know? So that aspect is actually booming where people are now buying 
properties facing the ocean, facing the sea, and then they are buying, uh, they are uh, creating resorts for people to come and uh, lodge in, to relax. celebrate their parties, to relax. So that is something that is actually booming right now. So basically, it's just based on those factors. You now see people say they can never stay in, on the island because of the water. Because in, on the mainland, you can easily, anywhere you are, you can easily take your bowl and dig water and you get good portable water. But in most places on the island, you can't get that. So you need to either buy water or you install a water treatment plant before you can assess portable water. And then in terms of flooding also, in terms of flooding, whenever there is flooding, uh, what we call flash flood, not permanent, during the rainy season, you discover that the, the eyebrows, uh, eyebrow areas on the Lagos Island sometimes experience flooding, you know? So, um, for a lot of people who don't like such scenarios, such that maybe one or two, three times in a year, they can't come into their house because of flooding. They would rather want to stay on the mainland, on tabled lands where they are sure that at least they are well covered from flooding. So these are some of the things that, uh, and then you know the island is a new thing, is the in thing, yes. is the new thing, you know. Uh, Lagos mainland is old. So if you come to Lagos mainland, you see old houses. But when you get to Lagos Island, you see new houses, you see new designs, you see new architecture. So sometimes people just like moving with the trend, with what is happening with the fad. Like, hey, you know, and another major uh, uh, issue that I forgot to mention is that Lagos Island is the entertainment capital of Africa. So for people who are invested in the entertainment industry, yeah. they will want to stay on the Lagos Island. So because in most cases, you have upcoming artists coming from other African countries like uh, uh, South Africa, Ghana, uh, Cameroon. You see them trooping to Lagos Island to take up residence because they want to be close to the A-listers in Africa, you know, because that's the capital of entertainment in Africa as it is. So those are some of the factors. So you hardly see a serious uh, musician a serious actor staying on the mainland because the shows is just like uh, Americans who live in Hollywood, who live in California. You won't see an Hollywood uh, veteran or somebody who is busy in Hollywood living in Texas. It will be very difficult. So uh -huh. you see that also happening in Nigeria. So on the island, you see a lot of entertainment centers and that draws the people who are uh, interested in those things to the mm -hmm. island. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Security, mainland island. Security, what? Security, uh, security, I would say mainland. You know, mainland with a caveat because where you stay on the mainland uh, still influence the level of security you have. The same thing is applicable on the island. You know, if you pick, but on the, on the because if you look at the island, once you start from Ikoyi, the most secure parts of the island are from Ikoyi to Lekki phase one. So the crime rate in Aja, Lekki phase two downward mm -hmm. is growing as it is. So if you look at the uh, portion of Lagos Island that is truly safe, it belongs to the richest of the society. So, mm -hmm. but if you come to the mainland, you discover that the average income earner, the middle income earners still live in secured environments. 
So, like, if you go to places like Hogba, you can be secure. If you go to places like uh, Surulere, there's relative security, you know. So, you still have a lot of, a large pursuit of uh, land or, or area that is still much more secured on the mainland compared to the island. So, the, the concept of security and, on the island is tied to your income level and the type of housing you can afford. Can afford, okay. That's the reality. That's the reality, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so one of the things that we talked about the last in the last uh, episode is mortgage. You know, we said mortgage is still a very, as it's infancy in Nigeria, but that doesn't mean there's still no mortgage services in Nigeria. So if people in diaspora, if somebody in diaspora said, I really don't have this $200,000 in cash, is there a way that I can uh, buy using mortgage services? Is that something that is available? Uh, so what, what is now available are, are what I would call hybrid uh, mortgage structures, mm. you know, where the developers themselves uh, encourage buyers to pay over some certain number of years. Okay. So for example, you can see a property going for 50 million mm. and the developer is asking for just 30% down payment, which is 50 million. And that's about $100,000. So you ask for uh, 30% down payment, which is about uh, $30,000. And the developer is saying, okay, spread the balance over the next four to five years. Oh. So in that sense, you can say that uh, that developer has created its own form of mortgage. Okay. So if you approach the finance, for Nigerians in the diaspora, it may be a bit difficult to assess mortgage because for you to get mortgage in Nigeria, any financing institution, you know, you must have some level of record or history with them. Uh-huh. So you can't just walk in to say, oh, I'm just operating this account for a few months and then I'm assessing a loan. So they must truly know you for, they must have known you for some certain number of years. And the major challenge is that the big banks, they don't really even do mortgage, except for selected staff of selected companies. So uh, those companies like the multinationals, like the likes of Mobile, like Chevron, who have their salaries domiciled with them. Mm-hmm. So in that case, they can take their, from the, they can deduct the mortgage payment at source as, they t- as Mobile uh, disburses the salary for the month to them. So it's easier to manage those uh, uh, kind of people. So, mm-hmm. and then some mortgage institutions also still uh, give loan, like the Lagos uh, Building Society, uh, uh, Lagos Building an investment uh, corporation, LBIC. Mm-hmm. So LBIC, as of the last time that I had a client trying to approach us to get a property, at least he was able to get something from LBIC, even though the interest rate, as I then was about uh, 18% per annum. So, yeah, oh, so that's the major, another oh, major question. Oh, mm-hmm. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. 18%? Yes, 18%. You hear me right. 18, like one eight. You hear me right, yeah. Okay. So and if and if an every Nigerian is getting that, an every Nigerian, that's why you see anybody who comes out of Nigeria and uh, they come into the Western world, they succeed easily. Because a lot of things that people have to really work hard to get done here, the system over there has created, you know, ways for people to just moving easily. So that's why you see people moving. So 
you'll discover that even at that 18, if a lot of people are 18, they will jump at it. Mm. Because most people want to pay off their housing loan within three years. Okay. Within two years. People are working out to pay off the housing loan. Yes. It's not like, uh, as a matter of fact, you can't see any mortgage institution giving you 30-year uh, mortgage loan in Nigeria. It's not possible. Not possible. So okay. you can't see 25 years. Yes. Okay. So the, be- the, the highest you can see is probably 15 years. Okay. So we don't have lost the luxury of what you have in the Western world where you have uh, mortgage institutions giving you leeway to pay for 15 years, 20 years, 25 years. So basically, those are just some of the things that are available okay. in terms of mortgage for home buyers. Okay, but that, I mean, like you just said, it's not for people in diaspora that have not really established a working relationship with a bank. Relationship, or- yeah. So, so, so what is advisable is that if somebody in diaspora knows he's going to buy a house in the next two years mm-hmm. you can i'm not going to advertise for any mortgage institution so you can uh walk into a credible mortgage institution ask them about their process and then open an account with them the initial deposit you have to buy that property keep it with them okay and you know after some time you can actually say okay i'm asking for this in some cases some mortgage institutions even take the property the buyer wants to buy as their co- as their collateral collateral uh-huh. So. Okay. Okay, that's a good one. You said if you're planning, if you're in diaspora, you're planning to buy a house, you might as well just go and start that relationship with that bank or mortgage company right now. You know, before you do that. Okay. Okay. So, if one is deciding, I know we talked about is looking at uh, buying a house from a developer, any developer. What should be the things to look out for? somebody in diaspora, they're in, they're in New York, they're in Maryland, they're in DC or whatever, and they're thinking of talking to a developer that they're gonna buy a house from somebody like you or somebody else, what should be they looking out for? Okay, so the first thing that I tell people to check when they're taking this, uh, this uh, type of decision is look at the people behind the corporate's name. You know, it may sound so funny, but people make companies. Companies don't make themselves. So people make companies. So what am I trying to say is that what is the pedigree of the company you're dealing with? How many years have they been in existence? So now I can talk like this because in our own companies, we've also made some mistakes in the past. We've learned. We've also gone through some seasons and we've learned over some certain years. And we're still learning also. We were not there yet. So look at where is the company coming from? What have they done? What is their pedigree? So a company that is trying to deliver a house for you in Banana Island uh, should have been able to build something in Ekoi. So a company cannot just come from nowhere and it's telling you, or a company that is trying to do a 40-story building and the company has never done 20. Mm -hmm. So those are some of the things you check. What's the pedigree of those people? And then... On the board of directors, who are the people that are there? What is the integrity of those people? And then you now look at the structure of the company. Does the company have an address? So some, a lot of companies are just online. People would transact online. You would never even send a representative to check the physical location of that company, whether the company is even in existence or how long that company has been in existence in that location. Mm. So these are the things that are called due diligence. So even sometimes people can save themselves attic by just doing simple search. 
sometimes go online and just Google the name of the company, Google the name of the directors and see, uh, sometimes I do this and I see cases that some companies have had in the past. And in my dealing with them, yeah. And in my dealing with them, I bring it up that what happened in my Godos just so yeah. And uh, they finally explain, oh, we had this court case and this is what happened is, oh, okay. So I cannot decide for myself whether it's something that is worth me digging further or I've gotten my answer. So these are some simple search that people can do. And then the property they want to buy, you don't buy a property without professionals. So you get a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer, but even when I'm doing property transactions, I have my lawyers sitting beside me. So I don't go into property transactions alone. You get a lawyer who knows the zoning. So a lawyer knows the, the type of documents to request for each type of transaction that you are doing. So, and uh, other professionals that may be needed, uh, the surveyors, you know, you have a surveyor who is doing the land search to see whether it's false under acquisition or not. So basically, the tot is a total package of doing due diligence and being careful. One thing I would tell people is this. There's nothing like uh, a real estate opportunity that you never find again. There's nothing like that. <laughs> when you see a, marketing tell a marketer telling you that is absolute bullshit, <laughs> if you miss this opportunity, if you don't buy this property, because these are the, some of the gimmicks that marketers, especially in Lagos now, because it's a booming property market that they use on people, that if you don't buy this property now, you can't see it again in the next five years. No. If you don't buy that property, you may see something better in the next five years. So because your money, you know, the first rule of investing is don't lose money. Don't lose money. It's not about the, it's not about the price at which you are buying that property. You know, it may look so, sound so cheap and all that. It's not about the price, but it's about your investment, the safety of your investment, the capital itself. So you have to take all the time in the world to do your due diligence, do your fact finding, ask the most ridiculous questions until you are satisfied that this property is actually genuine and is something that I can, that I can buy before buying. Even yeah. if you've done your search on the company, on its uh, promoters, and you discover that they are genuine. The property itself, do your fact findings on it, on the status of the land and everything before moving ahead. Before moving ahead. Ooh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. You want to make sure you don't fall prey because sometimes we fall prey because we don't want to spend the money yeah, to get a lawyer, yeah. to get a surveyor. Yeah. Spend those yeah, money. yeah. Right, right. But people become penny wise, fan foolish. Yeah. So they want to do it themselves. Say why they need for a lawyer, why they need for a surveyor, why they need. In our own company, we respect all professionals. And that's one reason why we keep uh, doing good in the things we do. We respect the fact that people have gone to school to take trainings in their field. And so even though we may know what they want to do, we allow them to do it. And that sets us apart. Because that's what they do every day. Professional, that's what they do every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be penny-wise and pound foolish. Okay, so yes, yes. in the last episode, I just hit, I made a hit. I said, if you don't know what I'm talking about, don't worry about it. So if you're buying a property from a developer, we're still going to be worrying about Omonile. Okay, so that's a very dicey question, you know, because the, that question five years ago, I could, I would be very, very straightforward in answering it, but there are recent developments that brings question marks on that question itself. So when you are buying a property from a developer, you actually do not need to bother with 
Omonile issues, that's the land grabbers issue. As a matter of fact, legally, legally, the government does not recognize land grabbers. There's a law made in Lagos states, it's called the land grabbing law. There's a task force set up by Lagos state government that is set up against land grabbers. So the government does not support or even encourage it. It's a criminal offense to encroach on people's properties and say, we're the traditional owners and we're taking it over. So, and this menace is even much more common in Lagos than other states in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So that's what people should understand. So if you are dealing in Abuja, for example, I can bet you with you that the issue of Omonile's uh, uh, the barest uh, minimum. So mm -hmm. every location with their own peculiar challenges. Yeah. So naturally it shouldn't bother, but these are the areas where you should be worried. And these are the reasons why I'm saying you can't lose when you engage professionals and you spend a little amount of money to do, get your searches done. The first thing you need to confirm is that is that land in question on which that property is built or the land itself, the virgin land itself that you want to buy, is it under dispute in court? Because a lot of times there are properties that are under dispute and people will continue to build on them because the cost system is slow. The cost system may take 10, 15, 30 years to deliver judgment. In some cases, the court case may take 30 years to deliver judgment. And the fact that it's taking 30 years does not mean that uh, the fact that you've lived on that land now for 30 years, that court judgment may not be in your favor. Mm. There was a recent case in Magodo where uh, through the land use act, the military government in the past went in to chase out some landowners in Magodo, the Magodo GRF uh, phase two scheme and they grabbed the land and they started selling to private individuals. They said they wanted to build, the government said they wanted to build hospitals to them, but actually it was a military government, so it was not a democratic one and it was illegal. Their action was just arrogant and illegal, outrightly irresponsible. And the case was taken to court and it's been in court for uh, years. And people moving to Magodo, they build houses, they bought, bought land and they started building. All of a sudden, about three years ago, these guys who got judgment against the government came back to claim their land that they were chased away from. And it became a major issue in Lagos State that the government had to intervene. And the IG of police, the Inspector General of Police, was actually going to go ahead to help those guys enforce their judgment because they were the rightful inhabitants of the land until they were chased away by the government. But it took the intervention of the Lagos State government who called everybody into a pally and tried to resolve some of these things. So it's very critical. People should check whether the land under uh, uh, contest is, if it's um, under any court uh, uh, jurisdiction, if there's any court case on it. These are some of the searches that a lawyer can go to the high court, go to the federal high court, and by submitting the location of that land, it will get it done. It will check all the cases that have been done on it and you know they can easily trace it so these are some of the issues that comes up that brings in omonile into things and then in most cases GRS, government GRS, omonile don't bother there they are going to those places because it's, it's the, the histories of GRS, most other GRS, apart from the magodo issue that came up in history of those GRS are well settled like omonile phase one omonile phase two magodo GRS phase one most of the inhabitants of those lands who are dispossessed have been well compensated by the government. So they can't, and they have record of all those things, so they can't come back. 
to say they are claiming any land. So, and when it comes to claiming land, the first thing that the Nigerian law recognizes, which I think should be obtainable in the US is possession. Possession is very key. Who is in possession of the land as at the date of that uh, claim? So it's always advisable, especially for people who have virgin land, empty land in Nigeria, and you are not putting anything on it, you are speculating on it, you are living it for five, six, 10 years. It's a risky venture. It's a risky venture. So it's advisable to take possession of your land. If it's to just erect a fence and put a gate on it and put a small bungalow on it, go ahead and do it. Because I've seen a lot of people in diaspora losing their parcels of land through that means. Because once, especially in the Aja area, once the Omonilers know that the owner is in America, for example, and they don't even see him in the next two years, three years, they sell that land to another uh, naive buyer. Oh. And so the original, yes. And I know in most cases, people don't go to perfect title. They don't process their self. So the original owner now comes back from the US and he starts dragging the land with the, uh, land, uh, the village chiefs who are in Nigeria, you know, who can actually do him or her harm. So it's not advisable. Mm, so I just tell people, if you've acquired a parcel of land, take physical possession because when you, the case gets to court, the court is going to say that whoever is in possession should remain in possession, maintain status quo for now. So as you're in possession, you may be in that possession for the next 30 years until you are evicted. <laughs> so, so that's if an, if an illegal occupant has actually moved and built on that land. So that person may actually use that land for the next 30 years before you finally get judgment. So the first thing is possession. So with possession, once you're able to take possession, you know, you're able to, you've resolved a larger part of the Omonile Wala. Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. Let me go on a break so that we can wrap this up. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. Hey there, this is KG. Are you looking for opportunity to build wealth using real estate? Are you looking for opportunity to build generational wealth? This is KG. I'm a realtor with TFX Realty. I help people buy and sell real estate, build generational wealth. Listen, if you're looking to buy, sell, or move, contact me and I will take care of you. Don't forget to contact me. You can email me kg at metrohomesrealty.com. That's K E J I at metrohomesrealtor.com. Let's connect so that you can start building wealth for your family and the next generation.
All right, welcome back. So, you know, we've talked a lot about Lagos, Lagos, Lagos. So the question is, do you operate out of Lagos, outside Lagos, or you're just mainly in Lagos? Yes, we do operate outside Lagos. We have transactions, uh, developments being done in Abuja. You know, okay. in most cases, what we do is just marketing of properties outside Lagos, even outside Nigeria, the shores of Nigeria. Uh, we have associates, we have partners that uh, we get briefs from from time to time to push properties to some certain class of investors. So in the US, in UK, in South Africa, so you have some Nigerian, uh, some Nigerian uh, investors that may want to buy properties and they're looking for things like that and we provide them with such service. Also within Nigeria, Abuja is also a place where we have a very good network and we can also get people the properties of their choice. Okay. Yeah. So, are there selling estate? Because not everybody wants to live in Lagos. You know, Lagos is like, ooh, you have to. Yeah, enter. yeah. You either love Lagos or you hate Lagos. So, not everybody wants to live in Lagos. The, are there service estate in those areas as well? Yes, yes, definitely. You know, those areas have uh, GRA, you know, that's the, what I said, government uh, residential area. Mm -hmm. So when you say GRA, GRA, you know, are well delineated, well planned. So almost all those states, even on those states, have their own GRA. It's called Alagbaka. Okay. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so I think Alagbaka, you know, is one of the GRA. Mm -hmm. In uh, in Ibadan, you have Ililubo or Daraba, you okay. know, and you have in uh, Abekuta, you have Ibarra housing estate. Okay. So, mm -hmm. and in most of all these States right now, also in Abuja, in Kaduna, in Niger, in uh, Portacot, Anambra, Enugu, you have uh, housing estates coming up. Mm -hmm. You have developments coming up. So, all you just need to do is to stretch, look at uh, the best players in those markets, and then you also do your own due diligence. If possible, try and inspect what you are buying. And then you can actually buy, uh, patronize those uh, people. Okay, okay, good. Okay, just want to make sure. Okay, so as we're running up, I want you to give one advice to someone in diaspora to avoid being a victim. One advice. Okay, me too. Okay, yeah, so I'm going to repeat it again. You know, you can't, uh, don't ever be penny wise, pound foolish in real estate. Real estate. Uh, investments is not small, it's capital intensive. And before you can get those funds, you've taken years to gather those funds together. So why can't you spare one month to do your due diligence and make sure you are buying the right property? Why can't you spend some little amount of money to hire the right professionals, you know, to ensure that you are buying the right property? So, because in actual fact, hardly will you see any property that is uh, not having one issue or the other, you know? But the question is, can those issues be resolved okay. easily? Uh -huh. So, can those issues be resolved? Can those paper issues be resolved? I'm sure it's gonna be like that also in the US. Maybe somebody has paid uh, off a loan, but he didn't register it, you know? So, those are, there are small issues that can be resolved. So, you need professionals to do those things. And then you need to study the companies you are dealing with who are they? Meet with the principal uh, people there. Ask questions. Don't be shy to ask questions. 
meet with them. As you, are, you are spending your money, for God's sake. You are buying a house you are going to live in, so you want to live with peace of mind. So due diligence in real estate investments can never be overestimated, you know, or overemphasized. So basically, that's just the major advice I'm going to be giving to people. Okay. Don't be penny-wise, pound-foolish. Don't be penny-wise, pound-foolish. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, KJ. Yeah. So somebody wants to get in touch with you. They like what you're saying. How do they get in touch with you? Okay. So uh, can I give my personal line? You can give anything you want. Anything. Okay. Anything. So people can reach me on this line. Plus two, three, four. 906-319-6805. So I'm going to call it again, plus 234-906-631-96805. Then my personal email is gdedinero at gmail.com. So gdedinero is spelled as J, J for jug, I for ink, D for Daniel, E for elephant. Dinero is spelled as D for dog, E for elephant, N for Naira, A for apple, R for rainbow, O for orange. So gdedinero at gmail.com. So if you send me a mail, you know, I'm going to respond to you. Okay, okay. Yeah, and our office in Lagos is located at 82 plus 82 Babitashae Christians, Omole Face One, Ojodu, Bega, Lagos. So Omole Face One is a popular estate in Lagos. And presently, we're actually running a promo on our project in Ikeja, Allen Avenue, where we're doing semi-detached duplex. So it's an opportunity for people who want to have an investment in the eyebrow areas of Lagos and also enjoy the benefit of paying instrumentally to reach out and connect to us. Thank right. you. Allen is actually a very high bra of Lagos, y'all, if you don't know. Allen Avenue is one of those places that is good. All right. So thank you, Mr. GD. Thank you for taking your time out to listen to this episode of the 360 Diaspora Experience Podcast. It is our prayer and commitment to support you. So if you'd like to contact me, KG, about real estate in North America, kg at metrohomesrealty.com or check out my website metrohomesrealty.com until next time have a wonderful day